Today on another chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that seven out of nine mothers agree is filled with too many naughty words and things that could possess their pets or children. When a woman begins spending the night at her boyfriend's home, she slowly begins to suspect that she's not the only woman there. Her suspicions are confirmed as she begins to experience unwelcome and terrifying encounters with the spirit of a deceased woman. That story and much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. Welcome to the program. 855-853-4802 is our phone number. And of course, we would love uh, to hear your ghost stories. Call that to 24 hours a day, seven days a week, or uh, write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. Uh, and if you really like the show, there's a way you can listen to it commercial-free, which is always a plus, and you get access to all of the episodes we've ever made which in its entirety is the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories. All of it, like I said, commercial-free. Plus, on top of that, you get the EPP bonus episodes. Those are exclusive ones for you. Uh, New ones every week, and there's like 400-some with our best ghost stories. How do you get all this, you ask? But wait, there's more? No, you just go to uh, ghostpodcast.com and uh, click Become an EPP. You can sign up through the website and go through that interface, or if you prefer Patreon, you can find the link there to Patreon or a Patreon page at ghostpodcast.com. So just go to ghostpodcast.com and then click the link to either Patreon or signing up on the site, get access to all those things I just talked about. You support us to keep us on the air. It's only five bucks. Uh, So there you go. Uh, It's uh, Tony and Harper with you on today's episode of the program. You're over there. I'm usually used to like swinging my head over here and seeing you there. I teleported. You did. That's that's quite amazing. Is that what you're going (laughs) to. Is that what what you've learned on your summer vacation, how to teleport? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I did. That would be an interesting one to uh, to tell the children. (laughs) And and the thing is, I, I wonder if you could if you could still pull it off and they believe you. Yeah, uh, you could. Because, I mean, I think a lot of kids used to would be like, uh-uh, that's not true. Are kids even allowed, to, are the kids allowed to do that or call somebody out when they know what they're saying is complete and utter BS? Oh, no. So if somebody's like, like, what'd you do on your summer vacation? I rode on unicorns in a field made of Skittles. You know, want to hear something funny? I'm, 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 I'm asking the question here. Hang on. Uh, and So the reaction to the classroom then would be, uh-uh. There's no way, like. Yeah, so you just have no. to you have to say, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I accidentally, uh, I almost got in trouble once for calling someone out on the school bus. Okay, what were you, what were you calling them out for? So, <laughs> this was Monday, so the weekend just happened. So everyone was just like, oh, what did you? Harper do? has a photographic memory. It was Monday, September twenty fourth. <laughs> it was. It was approximately seven forty-two in the morning. It's like, whoa, like this kid better wa- kid better watch out because she's gonna she's like on a list or something that she's plotting already. Okay, so continue on. Okay, so like they're all just kind of like doing like just saying what they did on their weekend. Now this one kid, this one kid, mm-hmm. uh, just um says like 
I went to go have a photo shoot with a real unicorn. Huh? So I'm just saying, like, that's not true. Like, mm-hmm. no one can just do that on the weekend like that. Well, and it doesn't exist. I mean, I, yeah, I, it doesn't. If she's if she's believing it's a real unicorn, I I mean, I guess you know she's at that it was third grade, so maybe I don't know. Nope. Because there's things where people put the thing on horses and they tell uh, the kids yeah. they're unicorns. Maybe she believed that it was a unicorn. I mean, maybe she was. I mean, maybe maybe she thought it was. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, a couple days later, the guidance counselor approaches me. She's like, "Did you?" Say the unicorns aren't real to Molly. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> like, I did, but no. It's just It's an easy way to just avoid anything because mm-hmm. it's just like the stupidest situation in the world. I agree. Stupidest situation in the world. There's, it, it, it teaches no one anything by someone telling you that something like a unicorn is not real by the third grade. There should be no guidance counselor involved. It should be two children working that reality out amongst themselves. This yeah. is really kind of crazy when it's, you can't, if someone can't handle that and I get your third grade, fourth grade, then I'm, grade. Then I'm sorry, then you're not emotionally mature for your, you're not emotionally where you should be for your age. I'm not saying mature. I'm saying where you should be for your age. If that because these sort of things happen, you start to learn these things as you get older and it's good to be on a good kind of level place for, um, you know, absorbing it. But again, you got to it all comes down to the parenting and what that house is like and um, so many things. I, mean, like, the control. I, I use I, I also used to like unicorns, but it wasn't to the extent of which you also knew they weren't real. Yeah, right. Like yeah. It, I, I like the thought of them. Sure. Like, sure. It's like they would be neat if they were real, but mm-hmm. they aren't. But I like like people's art of them. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, well, like, yeah, I get, get it. A toy, sure. Like that shit, like in the corner. I like them. I yeah. still like. Them. Sure. It's uh, it's just uh, interesting how uh, all that works. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. To share your real ghost stories with us, we would absolutely love to hear them. Of course, you can uh, also write in uh, online 24-7 at uh, realghoststoriesonline.com. You just uh, submit your uh, uh, letter there and uh, comes right to us. It dings a big bell uh, on my desk. And then a uh, electronic monkey uh, swings uh, uh, its fists, and then rings go out of that. It lands on top of a coffee maker that then pours the coffee. Water goes down a vine, and then it uh, fills uh, the filter uh, for my coffee. And then fresh coffee comes up every time. And then, every time, uh, yeah. And, and then the coffee is then poured into a little thing. Like a little kind of like a river thing. That's a thing, just, yeah. <laughs> like kind of like a little like stream that goes straight through the kitchen, mm-hmm. and it is mixed into cake batter. Oh and yeah, made into ca- and made into a coffee cake. Yes, and then frosted by the same machine, and then just and then the, yeah. and it just tapes onto the cat. It's amazing. It's, and it the it cat literally runs is runs to us. It's Pee Wee's Playhouse, and we get the cake. It's great. Then it feeds then, the feeds the cat too, uh, but it's uh, it's uh, every time we get a story, that's what happens. 
So keep on writing in so we can have more coffee cakes. Yes, exactly. Uh, 855-853-4802. Let's go to a call. Hi. Hi, my name is Megan. Um, I'm driving to work right now and something happened really weird that I finally just decided I would call in and kind of talk things through. Um, so I don't necessarily believe in everything. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a skeptic, but I would say that I just don't like to admit things could be weird like that. Um, but the first time I ever had something weird happen, I would say it was like two or three years ago. And it was when my older sister was still living at home with me, my family, and then my younger brother. And my parents were sitting in our living room and my siblings and I were sitting in the kitchen and then right down our stairs is our front door. Um, it's very, it's not a small house, but it's a compact house. And the front door was open and it was evening, but we have lights all in the front yard of our house. So it's all very well lit, street lights, everything. And we were just watching TV, like nothing weird had happened. We were just like hanging out. And all of a sudden there were three giant hounds at our front door. And my sibling, to the point where I like jumped and I looked at my siblings and they both looked at me like, what the heck is that? And the pounds were with like such urgency, like they, somebody needed to get our attention. And we look at our parents who are sitting in the living room completely unfazed. They're closer to the front door. So we're, we look at them and I'm like, mom, did, did you not just hear that? Someone's at the front door. And my mom looks at me, she starts laughing. She's like, nobody's at the front door. And we're like, okay. Um, and I look at my brother and I'm like, you heard that. And at the time, my brother was only 14 or 15. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, somebody's at the front door and nobody's going to go look. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just go look. And I, I was standing in the kitchen and I could look down the stairs at the front door. And it was open, but no one was standing there. And I was like, okay. Well, I live in a neighborhood where a bunch of kids, I go to high school with a lot of these kids, so maybe it's just one of them. So whatever, ding dong ditch. Okay, cool. So we went, we sat back down, we're watching TV, and it might have been like 20, 25 minutes later. And again, these same three loud pounds are at the front door. And I'm like, okay, so this, this, there's no way this is ding dong ditch because I was standing at the counter where the door was and I would have in my peripheral seen someone run up, seen someone standing there. We have a giant front glass door. There is no way I would not have seen something. And immediately when I heard like maybe by the second pound, I was looking at the front door, nothing was there. But this was a pound that I could have heard from my bedroom across the house. That is how insanely, like, rattling these pounds were. And I, like, whipped around back to my siblings, and they're both, my sister at this point, her face was white. And I was like, okay, is it coming from the back door? Like, we looked at the back door. We have a giant, like, six-foot privacy fence. No one can get in our yard. And we, I look at my dad, and he's looking at us, and he's like, what is wrong? And my brother's like, there is someone at the front door and they're like my my mom finally rolls her eyes and stands up and looks at the front door and she goes there is no one there she's like you guys need to calm down there is no one there 
I don't know what you think you guys are hearing, but it's probably the TV. And I'm pretty sure we were watching like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, like nothing that these pounds would have been causing our house to shake. And finally, my, I think my siblings and I all, like slept in the same room that night because we were so, so freaked out by it. Um, and that was the first like weird thing that happened. But at that point, I was like, it's, not, it's just something weird happening, whatever. Maybe it's thunder. I was trying to find any logical reason for this to happen. Um, and I couldn't. But I just kind of brushed it off as, you know, we're just... We're just being weird kids. We're our imagination. Um, so the second instance that happened, and there were other little things that have happened in life that I've found reasons not to look into. But I have a one and a half now year old husky. He is my absolute world. Like people say that their dogs are their kids. This dog is my child. I do everything for this dog. Um, I found the best breeder. He's on the best foods. He's on any kind of vitamin he may need. My dog is healthy. I get my dog. I work at an animal hospital. My dog is healthy. Um, And I like to listen to other podcasts um, just to kind of hear things. I like creepy things. I would never want to be faced with a creepy thing like I have been, but I like to hear about creepy things that happen to other people. And there was a podcast about... um, demons and all that all that crazy stuff so I was just for hours listening to this podcast and I had a friend home from Florida and we were all going to go out to a bar that night so I was getting ready and it was like early evening maybe seven or eight and all of a sudden I was standing in my room and my vision started to get really dark and to the point where I was like, am I about to pass out? Like, am I, I, I've eaten today. I'm my, I'm not like diabetic to the point where I was like, am I going to faint right now? And I just kind of stood there for a second and I was like, well, I didn't get up too fast because I've been standing and it was really weird. And it was to the point where I felt like I wasn't myself and I was like, okay, well, that's really weird. It started to go away and my dog was sitting on my bed and he had, he was sleeping but he sat up and was looking at me and um I was I was just looking at him and I was like okay well let's go outside like it's fine whatever and this was a couple days after the fourth of July and um I let him outside like normal and I went back in my room he's gonna do his business I was gonna go finish doing something and go back get him well as everyone everyone that has a husky knows husky's howl my husky doesn't howl because he, I got him really young. He never really learned how to howl. I tried to teach him, but that's just me being a dumb dog owner. But I, he doesn't ever howl. He barks, he doesn't howl. My dad had walked into the kitchen for something, and all of a sudden, he, um, he just said something to me that I didn't hear it at first, so I just kind of ignored it. And in the podcast, literally at that point, they said, you know, if um, you're too strong for a demon to get, they'll attack what means the most to you. And, oh, I got, like, the chills for a second thinking about that. But um, they'll attack what means the most to you. And I was like, that's so, that's such bullshit. Like, none of this is real. It's just creepy, scary stories to make kids go to go to church or go to sleep, whatever. Um, and I kind of rolled my eyes at it and was ignoring it, and I just, continued to get ready and my dad 
he's standing in the kitchen and he goes, Megan, your dog is howling. And I'm like, my dog is howling. I was like, it's not Renly. It's another neighbor's husky. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking there are no neighbors with huskies. But um, he goes, your dog is, is hunched over howling. And I'm like, okay. Um, we were dog sitting my friend's husky. And I was like, well, maybe he stepped on his foot, hurt his knee, something happened. My dog's a huge baby. He throws a fit when, the, when it's raining. And I walked outside and I was like, oh, and I knelt down in front of him. I saw that he was, he was hunched over. He was sitting, he was hunched over, and he was howling. And I was like, bud, like, what's wrong? And I knelt down in front of him. And as soon as I knelt down in front of him, he went into a full seizure, a full stiff as, and I mean, I, again, I work in an animal hospital. I've seen, I've seen deceased animals and how rigor mortis sets in. And my dog was in a full seizure, stiff as a dead body. And I was, it was the scariest thing in my life because I was helpless. I've seen seizures every day that I have been in practice, but the fact that I could not do anything for him to make it stop killed me and it broke my heart. And I just sat there and I kind of pulled him in my lap and he seized for about a minute and a half and he started to come out of it. And he went through the hole. He didn't, he wasn't himself. He was barking. He was lunging. And then finally he had a look on his face where he wasn't looking. And this was when he was almost out of this whole like post seizure phase where he looked behind me. He didn't look at me. And there was a look of fear in this dog's eyes that I have never seen before. And he started to cry and he ran into my lap and just collapsed. And yeah, of course, I know people are going to say, oh, it was the seizure. He wasn't right in his head. I, I know my dog. And I could see in his face that he was not looking at me. He was looking behind me with fear in his eyes. And um, I took him to the ER that night. He spent the night at the ER. And um, he's, they said he now has idiopathic epilepsy, which huskies can develop before there too so I know a lot of people kind of chuck it up to that and of course I did it first but I was the next few days I was sitting there just thinking I felt like I could have passed out or I could have had a seizure that same night and within a half hour my dog had a seizure so either I'm just really in tune with my dog or something something weird happened that night that I can't explain um, and then the final thing was kind of what happened 15 minutes ago that I was finally like, I need to call in where, um, I work the night shift. So I work from midnight until, um, around 8am and I was standing in my kitchen and by now my brother, he's going to go to college in a couple weeks. So he's at his friend's house and then my sister doesn't live here anymore. She's engaged and my parents go to sleep relatively early and I was just standing in the kitchen and I was I just felt like there were eyes on me and I've never had that feeling before I hope the dog didn't die okay like I really hope that dog didn't die Uh, you get really connected with the animals there's nothing wrong with that Carol does the same thing like I love my pets Mm -hmm. so much yeah that (laughs) yeah it, it really pulls you in when you have that uh, you have that sort of thing on a story. 
Oh my gosh, I feel so bad for her. Yeah. Just having to see that happen to her dog, I could... Mm-hmm. Like, if that were to happen to Stinger Buddy, mm-hmm. I'd be calling the police. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you'd, you'd be enraged. I mean, it would I be, would. It'd be horrible. I totally would. Yeah. Thank you for that uh, story. 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd absolutely love to hear them. And, uh, hey, if you uh, want to get access to all the bonus stuff, ghostpodcast.com is where you can become an EPP and uh, get all the advanced episodes, the uh, current episodes, everything from the archive, all commercial-free. You can get it through Patreon or ghostpodcast.com. To find the link to Patreon there at ghostpodcast.com. Let's go to uh, another uh, letter here. Starts out, it says, Hi, my name is Savannah, and I will make this quick. My boyfriend's house has a ghost that has messed with everyone living there. To start, my boyfriend's younger brother went downstairs to fill up the pellet stove one night when he looked into the corner of the room and saw a woman with long black hair and a white dress standing in the corner, looking specifically at him. He rubbed his eyes and looked again, and it was gone. Next, my boyfriend's older sister stayed in the bedroom downstairs. All the other rooms are upstairs, and one day she was doing homework and heard her name being called clear as day. Other time she walked out of her room, and when she opened the door to walk out, she saw a woman sitting there right on the couch looking straight ahead. She ran back to the room and went under the blankets. The other thing is that her and I both had sleep paralysis while staying in that room downstairs. My boyfriend moved into the downstairs bedroom when she moved out, and since she moved out, we have we we moved out. We haven't had sleep paralysis since. My boyfriend woke up one day to his name being called out, and he said it sounded like when someone talks into a fan. Another night, he woke up, and his legs pulled off to the side of the bed twice in one night, and he's never done that before or since moving out. He also woke up one time to the sound of his heat put at a towel dropping on the floor right next to his bed. When we hang out outside, we see shadows moving around inside. His dad hears footsteps when he's home alone. He's also been woken up to his name being called. His dad also has heard whistling when he's downstairs, listening to music, thinking it's his wife coming home and calling him upstairs. He shuts off the music, heads upstairs, only to find nobody is home. The odd thing is that the mom never had anything happen. She says she sees things out of the corner of her eyes sometimes and doing laundry downstairs, but never anything like we all have. I get such a bad feeling out of being watched down there that when we still live there, I wouldn't stay there. I'd head back home so I wouldn't have to sleep the night. We know that someone did die on that property, but it was a guy. We keep seeing hearing a woman. Not sure what will happen on the property, but as far as I know, I never want to stay downstairs again, and I'm glad we moved out. Love the podcast. Just started listening to this, uh, uh, the podcast this week. Thank you. Hope you all enjoy the story. Well, maybe the ghost transitioned. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's an interesting uh, theory. I wonder if you can do that in the afterlife. I'm like, yeah, it's in the afterlife. You can almost do anything there, I'd I imagine. would. I, I would honestly hope so. I mean, if if that's something, you know, that you want to do here in this life, but, um, you know, you, you're not able to and, and all that, uh, you know, then I would hope that you would get what you what you want <laughs> and and you feel you know more more who you want to be 
I think it'd be really shitty if you get over there and it's like, well, that didn't change yet either. Can you still do that? If you know, I don't know. It would just uh, interesting thought. Um, uh, but other than that, interesting thought on maybe what happened. Um, it's not always about who died in a place. That's what we learn in so many things. It, it's more so, I think, sometimes about who loved the place. It's sometimes about somebody that maybe just passing through the place. Um, or something to do with the property or something nearby or someone connected to the property. There's, there's all sorts of possibilities there. It's not always a person who died. So don't be that confused by um, that uh, being the case. But I still stick with Harper's theory. I think that <laughs> maybe that's what's going on. Maybe. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost well, Stories Online. Uh, mm -hmm. Hi, let's hear your story. Hi, Tony and Jenny. My name is Liam from Columbus, Ohio. I actually just called in a few minutes ago for another story, but I figured I'll go ahead and tell this extra one. Um, I am 29 years old and again, Columbus, Ohio. A couple years ago, my family and extended family went to Michigan for Thanksgiving. And it was actually the Friday after Thanksgiving, which is on Thursday, of course. And we always go to Friday Thanksgiving at my aunt's house and they live on Grosville Island in Michigan. Well, because the family is getting larger, usually we stay at my aunt's house, but this time we stayed at this inn, which is on the island. Um, this is a nine by three mile island, so very small, but we stayed in a very, very old place. Um, in my previous call, I had talked about how I don't think I'm as sensitive, um, but this is an experience that a whole group of us had. So we're at this inn, we're staying there for the weekend, and we were at our aunt's for the meal, and then we went back to the inn late at night, and a few of us decided to play cards, me and my sisters, we're all in our you know upper 20s, early 30s. Um, their kids were put down to sleep upstairs. This inn probably has maybe four large bedrooms, four or five large bedrooms in the upstairs area, but that's it. The downstairs, there's a large table, um, really old place. Um, so we're sitting there playing cards. Euchre is a big card game in the Midwest. We were playing that game and pretty much for the whole evening, um, we just thought somebody, somebody in the fourth room, cause we were occupying three rooms. So there was somebody in the fourth room. Um, we didn't know who they were and we just heard all this running. It was like running back and forth and it was getting really loud and we who is up there and who is this person? And they kept checking on my nephews. Um, so a baby and a toddler at the time and they were fast asleep. And so we checked on them several times, nothing. They're upstairs. You can hear us coming up and down the stairs, but we'd get back to playing cards. And we would just hear running back and forth. I'm like, what the heck? So finally the inn owner um, comes in to check and says, are you guys in for the night? We're like, yeah. And they said they, they left a number for us if we need anything. And we're set. We who's who's in that fourth room and they're like oh it's my niece um but she's not in right now we're like oh okay who that's great we didn't ask about the running but we all just looked at each other and we're like not normal um someone's clearly running back and forth um and my nephew i think he was maybe about three or four at the time he he was in like his pack and play he couldn't get out of that thing and again we kept checking he was sleeping um, we stayed there a second creepy at night. Somehow, I mean, we all managed to sleep, but we all pretty much agreed that something was running back and forth upstairs and they were not being quiet about it. And 
um, we ran into the niece once and it didn't even seem like she was really there. She would come in late at night and then pretty much go straight to sleep because she was right next door to us. Um, and I was like, don't think she's running. Um, so shorter story, but, um, probably the only experience I've had where a whole group of us are like, that's strange. And it got to the point where it kind of kept us up at night in the end, but we're, um, happy for Sunday to come so we could, you know, leave. Um, but that's all there is to that. So, um, again, love listening to your show. I've only been listening for about a week and a half, but I love it so far. I've been listening every day. Um, and I hope to become an EPP member. Um, have a good night. Bye. Well, maybe it's just some jacked mice. Jacked mice? <laughs> yes. What do you mean by that? Like buff mice. <laughs> Are you familiar with the cartoon Mighty Mouse? Yes. Okay, yeah, because that was a really old cartoon. I didn't know if you've seen that before. But, uh, yeah, Mighty Mouse was coming to save the day. Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse. Was on the way. That do they? Is it still, do they make a new version of it? I or, don't know. Is it like the really old cartoony one you're thinking of, too? Because it was old when, oh, I, was, when thinking, I was little. I'm thinking of uh, Stuart. Like oh no no not Stuart, Stuart Little. Little no no Mighty Mouse was a cartoon wait wait well back to Stuart Little okay imagine being in that orphanage and a mouse getting picked over you yeah that'd be really sad that's like a really dark topic <laughs> what happened to the other orphans Worth, worthless children twenty years later get, I was a child that was was not picked over a mouse. I was not picked because of that mother bleep mouse. Yeah, it would be a really mother bleep yeah, mouse. Yeah, it would be a very dramatic episode of Maury. Uh, but I think he's off the air, and I think he retired. Um, all right, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, become an extra podcast person. Be aware of buck mice. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash Real Ghost Stories to get access to all of our bonus episodes, advanced episodes, all of it completely commercial free. You can start binging away on it right now at ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Harper, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. Hey, you got a crazy family? We want to hear all about it. Got a brand new podcast. It's called My Crazy Family. And boy, we know there are some stories out there. And sometimes it just makes you feel better to get it off your chest or to hear about somebody else's crazy family. It lets you know that maybe yours isn't as nuts as you thought. Yeah, the bar gets set pretty damn high. Trust me. You can call (laughs) in your stories right now at 1-833-CRAY-FAM. That's 1-833-CRAY, C-R-A-Y-F-A-M. Or write in your story at the website crazyfampod.com. That's crazyfampod.com. And by the way, you don't have to use your real name. It's totally okay if you just want to make up names, but you just need to get rid of this information. We are your place. You're not going to believe what you will hear on this podcast and the insane things that some families have put their loved ones through. 1-833-CRAY-FAM or write in at crazyfampod.com. Stay tuned for our official launch date. And start getting us those stories right now. Crazyfampod.com. My. My. Crazy. Crazy. Family. Family. My. Crazy. Family. Family.